I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. You know I like a bit of punk rock, especially the anarchic type, because it suits my rebellious streak. And many punks have long been champions of animal rights. So that's why we're about to talk to Steve Ignorant, lead singer of the classic punk band The Crass, about his longtime animal activism and his recent campaign to say no to dog meat. <laughs> Ignorant. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Oh, no, thank you. It's like, because, you know, I'm of an age where, you know, obviously I remember punk rock very, very much. And your band, um, The Crass, was really central to it. You were really considered the anarchists of all the anarchists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. That wasn't our choice. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was listening to um, some of your tracks from Feeding the 5000. And, you know, all I could say is <laughs> I was, you know, I was laughing because it was brilliant. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't get played on the BBC nowadays. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> but it's your interest, you know, with animals, really, obviously, and dogs, which we're going to come to in a minute, that you're on the show. And, you know, animal rights were really part of the, the punk subject subculture weren't they yes th yeah they were very much so and um would you say th that you championed the movement pro probably in a way before most where you were pioneer of that on the music front you know long before Chrissy Hind became famous for joining PETA um I wouldn't say we championed it I would say that what um, what we used to do was uh we'd we'd in songs we would uh, make clear that you know the similarity of the flesh on the plate and the flesh on the battlefield kind of thing um and you know we let people know we're vegetarian but we weren't pushing that forward as a you know you should all be vegetarian type thing um and uh, it was other people that came along like bands like um uh, flux of pink indians who were great champions of animal rights and conflicts of course um and they sort of took that um, part of punk rock on and we said okay you're doing that bit then we'll sort of do this bit um and that's but I you know we've always been supporters of it of course um but I, you know I'm very reluctant to say that we were champions of it I mean it's you know I, um yeah we um punks were talking about all this kind of thing you know well before it became I'm reluctant to say trendy or before it became cool to, because at that time, you know, to be a vegetarian, you were seen as like a Charles Manson figure. Or something, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, it's true, isn't it? You know, um, you hit the nail on the head. You could think that I'm a vegetarian. God, you know, you were a freak, weren't you, um, in the 70s to be a veggie. But now, you know, <laughs> vegans are now considered a belief system, aren't they? Well, yeah, and I've, I've uh, come up against uh, the vegans, you know, um, you know, uh, Yana took a photograph of uh, the band over here and we were having breakfast before we went to the recording studio and um, I didn't think about it, it as a uh, cart of milk on the table. So, of course, all these messages came through, you know, you murderer and you're no, it's like, all right, yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, but, you know, good luck to them. I mean, it's, it's, 
No, but no, I, I, it sounds like I'm having a pop at them, and I'm not. You know, it's um, I don't know. I'm a bit of a weird person. It's once some once it becomes like this, everyone's getting into it. I sort of get a bit annoyed. You know, oh, you're taking my thing. Um, do you know what I mean? It's like, um, but I th I think you know what I'm trying to say really is that because of all that stuff, you know, the, the agony we went through in the late seventies, eighties. And the nineties as well, you know, getting our heads kicked in for being vegetarians or you know being called a weirdo because people at that time were trying to be vegan and and trying to put that stuff out. Um, but you know, look at what's been achieved because of that. And I really believe this is that you can walk into any pub uh, and you you can get a choice of vegan or vegetarian food, which I think is absolutely brilliant. You know, and and the more that goes on, I think it, the better. Yeah, it is all about about choice, and and I think you know, thinking about animals. Recently, I interviewed, uh, you know, I believe it, the, the chief features editor of the Financial Times, Steve, and he's written this amazing book called "Loving Animals in a Human Shaped World," and it's all about balance. Really, it is also perhaps a good idea not to eat meat to help the planet but of course pigs are sentient and and actually today guess what they're debating animal sentience in parliament steve oh let's not get into too much heavy vegan stuff now but obviously a pig is an emotional animal so is a cow and everything but you know dogs take sentience i think a whole different level somebody said to me anna why is it all right in inverted commas to eat a pig and why is it not all right in inverted commas to eat a dog the other day and i'm like oh well you know because dogs are man's best friend but it, it's often a cultural thing isn't it steve yeah i mean i see all animals as if you know that they've got emotions and things i mean i you know obviously i've lived in a country most of my most of my life you know my later life and um you know, where I used to live in Essex, yeah, I was forever, this is going to sound awful, but I was forever stamping on rabbits' heads. They, they had myxomatosis. Um, and the quickest way of dealing with it was just put them out of their misery. Um, you know, they were blind, they couldn't eat, they couldn't see. And I, I spent years being so upset about that, but feeling that I'd done something right, if you know what I mean. Um, so from that, I tried not to put um human emotions on animals i mean obviously i can't help it with my dog um that's you know that's impossible you know the dog is a part of my life now it's part of the family um but but things like injured pigeons and the things i have to try and not to that i can't watch those tv programs where they oh this is a, a, a set of lion cubs and this little one's called twinkle and this one's got oh the minute you give it a name that's it you know it's it, it's become a person now and I, oh no i can't watch it can't watch it because it's gonna it's gonna get killed soon so i'm a right softly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if they say dogs are like their owners, which, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Did you choose a bull terrier because they're known as the anarchists of the dog world? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that. No, I, oh. I just, no, I've always, um, ever since I was a, a child, I always loved English bull terriers. And uh, I always swore that as soon as I could afford one or as soon as I was in a position to be able to, that was the dog I was going to get. Um, so, yeah, and because they're so stupid as well. I mean, you know, the difference between a bull terrier and a Staffordshire bull terrier, the Staffordshire bull terrier will look twice before it crosses the road. English bull terrier straight across, push push the uh, cars out of the way, get out of it. You know, you know what they're like. You, 
Well, that's it. You see, you know, they they are subversive. They are, you know, they they I've got this poster. You might have seen it. It's um, it's a bull terrier with a a white one with a black eye patch, and then it's wearing a Mohican wig. Okay, and it's wearing a biker's jacket, and it's got things on it like "Don't try and train me, yeah. forever." I hate cats. <laughs> like it's so funny, and because you know, it's got the Mohican sticking up, and obviously his ears, everything, and it, it's it's really quite funny. And, I thought I'd mention that today because it kind of resonated, Steve, you know, because they are yeah. they, they don't do anything you want them to do. Oh, they're so willful. I mean, that's the thing, you know, that I don't think people when they first get it, but it, it won't move. And I'm not, no, it, if it's, you know, when they're pups, if they decide they're not going to walk any further, that's it. They're stopping. And you, you know, you're putting that lead and it's like, no, I'm not moving. And that's so and that's so punk rock, you know, no, I'm not doing it. You know, don't tell me what to do because the minute you tell me what to do, I'm not doing it. Right. Okay. Now, stuff's there. Um, so, to get um, my dog, Evie, in the car, you know, she's lazy. Oh, lift me up. No, you can jump. So, I have to throw a biscuit in. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit like me and a pint of beer. So, you come to, nah, but it's a pint of beer. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. It's, it'll be so similar. How old is Evie? Evie is um, getting on for 11 now. Is she 11? Oh, yeah. She, I've seen her on your Instagram and she looks mm. lovely. She's a character. You can see that. Oh, yeah. She's definitely uh, special. I, I can relate to this. You see, I've got one as well. Um, she's yeah. my second one, actually. Her name's Prudence. And right. um, gosh, you know, yes. Barbara Woodhouse said, right, Steve, that. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> do you remember Barbara Woodhouse? Yeah, blow yeah. up their nose. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sit. Yeah. And she anyway, she said that the Bull Terrier is the only dog you can't train. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. You sort of learn to live with each other, don't you? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they do make you laugh. And she comes into your new recording studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, um, she goes lots, you know, most places with us. Obviously, she can't come on tour. Um, but, you know, I'd love to I'd love to sort of take her, but because I know that everyone would make a fuss of her. But then, you know, I'd, I'd always be like, oh, is she going to be all right? She, you know, I'd be sort of worried as well. Um, and uh, God help the person who tried to steal her because um, then I would see you in the in the newspapers. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, that dog theft, I mean, it's gone mad, hasn't it? I mean, what's your view on the last 18 months and dogs? It's gone crazy, hasn't it? Dog theft, yeah. everyone getting a puppy, you know? Yeah, uh, there's uh, and there's been a lot of it going on in Norfolk as well, which is obviously where I live. Um, and um, yeah, I, I've just sort of I've not put it out on social media or anything, but you know, I'm not sure you can cut this out if you want. But you know, um, if ever I find anybody who's stolen a dog, or if I ever discover meet someone who's mistreated a, a, a dog, then um, you know, I really feel sorry for them. Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's not it's not going to be very pleasant. So put it that way. Yeah. Well, again, you know, I mean, at least, you know, at least government are trying to change things. Actually, they've got this animal action plan being discussed. You see, in government, that part of it is to make them have feelings, animals. You know, in a court of law, which should really change a huge amount of aspects, including sentencing for animal cruelty. So it's going instead of being a maximum of six months, it's going to be a maximum of five years, minimum two years. So it, you know, at least they're trying to do something. 
well, I, I, I hope they sort of managed to do something then. So Yeah, but, you know, going back, you're campaigning at the moment for Say No to Dog Me, aren't you, Steve? Which, I mean, you know, is is like we were chatting about at the beginning, really. You know, you can't eat dogs. And there's this Yulin festival that I think finished today. I think it finishes today, where in China, you know, um, they make a spectacle of barbecuing dogs alive. Right. Okay, yeah, well, that's the sort of thing that, um, what it is, it's, uh, there's this, um, there are these people and they're a charity um, for exactly that sort of thing. And um, they said to me, oh, you know, would you, you know, promote our T-shirt? And I said, yes, of course I would. So if that's the way I can help out, then that's the way that I'll help out. You know, I'm sorry, I, my voice might have changed because um, when you said that about barbecuing dogs, and I, I suddenly um, the red rag came down in front of my eyes. I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got uh, it as well. You know, uh, I, I can't figure it out, you know. Um, yeah, well, you know, what, what sort of person have you got to be to go and watch that for a start? Oh, uh, mate, uh, uh, dude, it's... I, it's, I just uh, don't, I can't fathom it, you know, I, it's, I just can't fathom it. No, it, it's it's awful. And and in fairness, you know, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes against what's going on in, in China at the minute, because apparently 43% of, of Chinese have pets, you know, and care for them and love them. And then there's just this, this kind of... Uh, representing old tradition that's quite a modern thing as well which makes it even worse Yulin only started in 2009 so it seems like it's like this almost minority that's rebelling against the new trend to own pets properly in China and yeah causing havoc you know and and pain and suffering well it's all of these things you know I think hopefully with um you know, younger generations coming along and being more aware, you know, and so I think maybe social media has opened that up a lot, you know. Um, the, a lot of these issues, and not only the animal issues, I'm going to sort of go off beam a little bit here, but also issues, and I know it's been going on for a while, but the, I remember there an argument going around, oh, um, because it's a cultural thing, um, should the act of uh, clitorectomy be stopped in certain countries and stuff? And and I was always like, well, yeah, because it's barbaric. You know, of course it should be. But yeah, but it's a cultural thing and, and you're not in that culture. No, I know, but it's, I still think it's wrong. Um, and it's the same with, with this, you know, people could argue, yeah, but it's a bit like bullfighting in Spain. Yeah, but it's a cultural thing. So I don't care. I still find it barbaric, you know, and the same with, with that. So the more that these, um, you know, I really hope that the more that certainly the younger generations get involved in it then maybe there will be a change and that's all got to be for the good so uh, come on young and get in there we need you desperately yes 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 we definitely do I mean so Evie's you know getting on a bit I mean 11's um such a good age to get a bull terrier to because they're they're so accident prone I mean my own one had a massive emergency surgery last November Steve I mean you know she is lucky to be alive but she isn't quite the same as she was before the operation but anyway so you've done what what's been the most kind of nail-biting incident that you've experienced with your own dog Evie? Funny because I, um, I was about to go uh, to Canada. Me and Yoni were going to go to Canada. I had to play with a band called Paranoid Visions. And the day before we were going to go, Yona took Evie for a walk um, over the back of our house. And um, this is early in the morning. And uh, she got attacked by a dirty great husky. Uh, Yona and Evie 
you know, were on the lead. Uh, they fell down a ditch. Uh, the dog was on top of them. Blah, blah. Anyway, all the steppings. So uh, we had to rush um, at first. Rush Yana to the um, uh, to the doctors to get a tetanus jab, uh, and then we had to rush Evie to the to the vets. And uh, yeah, she had a big wound on her chest and a big wound on her uh, head. Um, and uh, and I, I was uh, I just. Because of that, we had to go take Evie back to the vet. So instead of spending like three days in Canada, I had to fly out. And me and Yona had to fly out the next day. I said, right, when we do the gig at three o'clock in the afternoon, when we come off half past three, I've got to have the cab waiting to take me straight back to the airport so I can get back to England, which we did. So I literally flew to Canada, um, did a gig, got back in the car, me and Yona, got back to the airport, um, later on, like the next night, I was in the local pub and I went, oh, Steve, where have you been? I went, I've been to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was, um, and the shame about that was that um, it totally changed um, Eva's character. She um, is really timid of other dogs now. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, oh. and, so, and also certain people, she's sort of where she used to be on Wacky Town, walk up to them. Now she's like, oh, is back. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, and things like that, of course, really can affect behaviour, you know, and I just, it's so, I hate things like that, because it shouldn't happen, <laughs> you know, if you know that your dog is reactive, so obviously that husky, you know, didn't really like other dogs, so you keep that dog away from other dogs, it seems so obvious to me, but I mean, would you say people have lost sight a bit of what a dog is these days? Uh, well, if you're talking about those, uh, you know, um, people who carry their little chihuahuas in handbags and things like that or dress them up in sailors uniforms and get them to dance and say oh get out of here that's you know um yeah I think they have they've become I've you know it's a bit like having a pair of shoes or something for some people I suppose it's like a, it's a fashion accessory and that's that's not the way it should be you know it's a, a, a dog is first of all a wild animal um although it's trained not necessarily tame um and it's you've got to look out, you've got to take responsibility for it. Yeah, and I think we've seen the, the sad effects of people not realising what a commitment a dog is really recently. But also, th these people who go for certain breeds, but it's got to, you know, remember that thing with Dobermans, and they had to have their ear holes clipped in a certain way, or had to have mm. their tail, you know, their tails cut off and all that. I mean, I remember, I remember oh God, I remember down uh, Club Row, uh, down there um, in East London, in the old, way, way back in the, in the, uh, early 70s you know down there at petticoat lane up to was club row where you could go and buy dogs off people and cats and things and there used to be a bloke there biting the tails of puppies you know to go like yeah um I mean, off, really? yeah 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 um yeah it was a well you know well-known trade uh you know so, yeah and uh, i mean i used to watch people fascinated but um but then it, you know obviously it turned my stomach but um, yeah, that sort of thing. So that kind of thing, oh, you know, to have the perfect, I mean, some dogs, they're so sort of mutated, they kind of hardly breathe through their, their noses, the poor little thing. So. Yeah, I know all these designer crossbreeds as well, yeah. and people buying a dog on the internet. Well, I really annoyed someone in the pub. Um, she, oh, you know, I went, oh, what, what sort of dog is that? And they said, oh, it's a Labradoodle. I went, oh, it's a mongrel. No, it's not. It's a mess. They really got no. upset. They really got upset. <laughs> I bet they did. Oh, gosh, I know. Well, I know, but, you, you know, you we remember mongrels. You know, they were all right. I mean, mongrels were cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. You well, can't I mean, have mongrels anymore, Steve. They're all the designer oh. crossbreed. 
Oh, well, oh, does that mean I'm a crossbreed then? I'm not a mongrel anymore because I've got all different bits and pieces in me, I'll tell you. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but it's, um, yeah, it's just thinking of them like you said, a pair of shoes, you know, a commodity, and you know, they don't realize you've got dog walkers now, you've got all these grooming salons. No one really spends, I don't think, enough time with their dog. You know, I can see that you and Evie you know you've gone the extra mile with her and I admire that because you know owning a bull terrier is hard work um some someone said to me once right Steve um owning yeah. one bull terrier is like owning seven Labradors <laughs> right right okay yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah. no I I, I I wouldn't change it for the world I mean there's such you know she's she's the second one I've had you know um and she's such a different character to the, to the first one you know, and um, Oscar was the fir first one. And, uh, but Evie is, you know, they're so individual, but, you know, you can see they're all bull terriers, obviously, but there's something about them that I can't not love. You know, and you take them for a walk, you know, you take your dog and you bound, you're bound to have someone come, oh, well, I love these dogs. I always wanted one of these. Oh, or, yeah, we get one of these, yeah, all yeah. the time. Um, oh, we used to have one of these, and da da da, da and it's like, you know, yeah, I know, and it's, um, you don't you don't see many around, do you? And it's, uh, well, actually, you do if you go on the internet. <laughs> yeah, or, or Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, there is something about it. So what was Oscar like then? Tell us about him. I would actually, it was a her, Oscar. Oh. Well, yeah, because of uh, Oscar Wilde. Oh. So, um, yeah, no one no one was ever sure what sort of persuasion he was. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, I just like the name Oscar. But the vet got, the, the posh vet we used to use in um, Essex really got up irate about it. But it's a, but it's a, a female. Yeah, well, what's it's called Oscar. Well, you know, well, why it's called it Oscar? Um, because it's the only Oscar I'll ever get or want. You know, it's... <laughs> It's a name, mate. Um, but uh, yeah, she was the um, she was the runt of the litter. Um, she was tiny, had a bent ear old. Um, I thought that's the one for me. And um, she was so placid. Uh, I took. I remember I took her home off. She'd had all her injections and all that sort of stuff. Um, tucked under my jumper. And um, ever since then, she were. And it was, it was, this was young enough, right? I'll, if we get if you're getting a dog, it's got to sleep downstairs. All right, fair enough. So I called the first night, of course, whimpering and whining, and all, and then that Yona who said the dog couldn't come upstairs goes down and gets the dog, which then meant that for we had her for 13 years, believe it or not, with a heart murmur. Um, so for 13 years, we had a you know the ice cold snout of a bull terrier down at our feet. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah but, they like their comfort <laughs> oh and try um and evie when once she gets once she gets on the sofa you know i sit on the sofa i get up to make a cup of tea or something she gets in my place and i'm like all right evie, like okay then you can stay there mate <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to be disturbed <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. And, and and that evil eye they give you when they look out the corner of their eye <laughs> yeah it's like yeah side eye yeah 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 but they are they are um they are such individuals I agree with you there's something I don't know you know you could have an easy dog and a much easier life I think but then you know you want life to be a bit difficult don't you <laughs> yeah and, and it's you know they're such fun you know they're, they're never boring let's put it no, that exactly, way it's, it's, exactly exactly you know, they can be infuriating uh frustrating hilarious um immovable willful lumps 
Um, but I just love them to death. And I will always, for as long as I can manage it, um, I'm then, then I'm never going to get any different sort of dog. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, once you've got the bug, as it were, you've got to. I I agree. I, just, I love them. But there's, there is never a dull moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back to Oscar, um, I used to have a piano in, in the house and every every morning, dong. Yes, Oscar, that's the piano that's been there for 11 years. You know, it's like every... <laughs> uh, Oh, did he play the piano? No, no. Used to stack. I used to play it, and then she'd get on my lap and put a pause on the keyboard. So, and and uh, of course, then she found out to chew the lid of the piano. Um, so that had to stop. But um, then there was a fateful day. She found a half empty bottle of wine um, oh in, in the kitchen yard and came through to the living room, holding it in a tick by the cork. Which oh. then, yeah, and then the bottle came off the cork, and yes, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, an expensive trip to the vets. Uh, no, it was. Uh, she didn't drink the. Uh, she didn't drink the wine. It was just you know she had the cork in her mouth um, and spat that out, and then she just started chasing the bottle around the room. So I had to pick, but it was uh, expensive carpet cleaning. <laughs> oh god! Oh no, not a red. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I went on to white wine. So, uh, <laughs> You think of these things, you see, you know, only bull terrier owners think, right, I can't drink red anymore, just in case there's like yeah. a situation or, or they come in and then knock, you know, yeah. glasses off the table. And, you yeah. know, so we have to be um, extra, extra one step ahead of them, really. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and also and also you can't you can't wear bare you can't have bare feet around a bull terrier because when they tread on your toes. Oh, <gasps> I know, I know. And they get quite crusty feet, actually. Yeah, yeah. Or, or when they flomp onto you, you know, and they never sort of lie down gracefully. It's always this, like a sack of potatoes being chucked down on the boom, and that elbow goes right in your stomach. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's bad. But then, oh, yeah, and when they you accidentally get a headbutt, you know, when you're oh. kind of playing, you know, morning kisses or whatever, you know, in the morning, wake up, wake up, and then suddenly, boof. Um, yeah. And that I've had, I've had the nose go in my eye, and seriously, <laughs> I thought I was going to have a black eye. I'm like, no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the bull terrier uppercut is, uh, yeah, it's got it's got to be experienced to be believed because I have actually seen stars. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But oh, they're fun. Yeah. Oh, it sounds that like, you know Evie's got you know great life with you, Steve, and that you're really on the page with dogs. So we love that. But um, I've listened to a couple of your new tracks. You know, so tell us what what's happening. Um, if you're going on tour, or you know, where can people that that remember the crass get a bit of you? Uh, well, you can go on uh, Steve Eglin official website, and um, and I can never remember the address names of it. So just, just check out Steve Eglin official um, or Steve Eglin slice of life. Um, you'll get uh, um, information from that. Uh, not touring at the moment, obviously because of what's been going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Did did a couple of little um, did a uh, gig down in uh, New Cross, uh, South, uh, South London there a couple of weeks ago. Um, only 60 people in there, but it was a real, you know, all, all um, you know, masked up when you stand up and sit down spacing, etc. So that was really nice and very safe, very well um, organised, I have to say, by the people there. So did that. What we got coming up? I think we've got, oh, yes, Skegness is coming up, maybe. Um, <laughs> Butlings at Skegness, so we might 
if that goes ahead with doing that. Um, just little bits and pieces they come along. So, and then you've got a new album, and Evie goes into the recording studio. So that's good. So I'm sure that's chaos from time to time. Keyboards uh, oh. and bull terriers don't go well together. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So that's why we always take um, um, we've got a crate for her so she can sit in there, um, so she can still see what's going on, but you know can't knock anything over. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, thanks, for, thanks for coming on. I'd love to have another chat and catch up. And and well done. Do you know what I mean, Steve? For saying no to dog meat and and still being a radical. You know, um, I like to think of myself as a bit of a radical, but you know, so it's quite an honour to talk to the epitome of radical. <laughs> yeah, uh, the angry old man radical, yeah, 63 and still stamping my feet up and down. I'm, sometimes I feel like Alf Garnet. <laughs> well, that's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? <laughs> yes, I know, Evie sounds just as stubborn as Prudence. And yes, it is time for Woof of the Week. <laughs> this really shouldn't need to be said, but... Say no to dog meat. I hope you all enjoyed it too. If you did, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Thanks to Steve Ignorant and all the links to his website where you can see his tour dates and his latest news are in the show notes. Thanks, of course, to my very patient producer, Mike Hansen, for the production and music. Not quite punk rock, but I like it. For more about him and Pod People Productions, follow at Pod People UK. For more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs, or visit my website, annaweb.co.uk, to get some tips on training, nutrition, and have a little nose around my shop. A Dog's Life with Anna Webb will be back in your feed next Sunday, so why don't you subscribe now and you'll never miss another show. Bye for now. to live ethically or organically how about just sustainably and without drastically changing your lifestyle or blowing up your bank account then this is the show for you welcome to my green podcast the show about accessible sustainable living with me jarvis smith and me katie hill and me joe wood we'll give you tips on healthy living and bring you the latest environmental news we'll let you know what food and products you can buy that won't cost you the air literally or figuratively and we'll be joined by a special guests to tell us what they do every day to help the planet and we'll have fun while doing it because being healthy doesn't mean being preachy or miserable i don't think anyone would ever call you miserable joe that's my green podcast the new podcast from pod people production subscribe now on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts